I'm Brendan McLaughlin, and you are listening to the Mackey Hour. Hear all things sports on Wednesdays from 3 to 4, right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome to the Mackey Hour. I'm your host and sports doctor, Brent McLaughlin. Happy to bring season three of the Mackey Hour for back and better than ever. As you uh, heard, we are going two hours now, with the first hour being the Mackey Hour and the second being the Mackey Hour Overtime. And what I'm most excited about with the next hour is taking more phone calls and talking to you, our listeners. So to call the show, our number is 334-844-9345. And with that being said, we have a busy show, so let's jump into our show topics. Uh, they are, we'll first start off with college football on Co-19, and I'll give my take on the Big Ten canceling classes to postpone in the fall season. We'll then preview the NFL season that begins tomorrow night with the Chiefs hosting Texas. We'll discuss the NBA playoffs and MLB. We'll then preview Auburn football and Auburn players in the NFL. And in the rest of the show, we'll also discuss uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs and maybe a little tennis to us open talk as well. So we start off with college football and COVID-19. Uh, so, and as you might already know, the Big Ten and Pac-12 canceled their fall football season a few ago with plans to play in spring. I think the Big Ten in particular has handled the situation very poorly. It's really like them the Pac-12 try to get out in front of the other Power 5 conferences to announce that they were canceled their fall season. However, the problem was that the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 thought otherwise. They did not cancel their season and instead just postpone them by a few weeks. And this old unorganized process of how Big Ten came to the decision what makes the situation worse. The first appeared that Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren simply made this decision without conducting an official vote from the Big Ten schools. So then there was all this public backlash, and then there was finally was a vote where 11 of the 14 school presidents in the Big Ten voted against having a fall season with only Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska voting in favor of having a fall season. And now I'm not claiming to be a medical expert. I understand the concern about some of the players who test positive for COVID-19 uh, also getting myocarditis as well, heart conditions. Uh, but the suggestion about the time to play a spring season is really unrealistic. First of all, if there are really concerns about the safety of the players, we think it's a great idea to play two seasons in a calendar year for a lot of contact sport like football. And so, of course, it's sort of often Players that have short time to rest and they're going to be more likely to have injuries. Second of all, there was no reason for any player that is a junior or senior and is an NFL draft prospect to play in their spring season. Any of these players will likely opt out of the season and just prepare for the NFL combat. And also, now we have seen the majority of Big Ten players and coaches publicly speak out and push the Big Ten to reverse on the decision and allow us for football season. We've seen the parents. Of several different players at different schools in Ohio State and Iowa, they've been petitioning the Big Ten to overturn their decision. Uh, of course, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, who is likely a top five pick in next year's draft, regardless if there is a Big Ten season or not, he's been on the forefront and pushing for a fall season. And some of the comments to the top coaches as well, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, and James Franklin, have all probably spoken out during the fall season. And then even Jim Harbaugh's brother, John, who coaches the head coach of the Ravens, he's been on the forefront. The Big Ten should have a season. And that's the other thing, is that people who will be most affected by COVID 19 health wise 
want to play it. Of course, that's the coaches who play it. They want to play it. And if they want to play it, they should be allowed to. For the players who don't want to run the risk by playing, I respect that. They can opt out the season. But for the players who do want to play, they should still be a season. And that's what the SEC, ACC, and Big 12, and other conferences as well, such as the American Athletic Conference, that's what they're doing as well. And now, there's still a fourth reforming of the Big Ten Athletic Conference. start, or even started earlier on October 10th. And now, with this news, I just think it's good that the Big Ten realized that it's really bad right now to not be playing while three other Powerpoint conferences are. So now it's kind of, you know, collective error now. And I hope the Big Ten does change course and try to play earlier because the season without the Big Ten in Ohio State, which would likely make the college football playoff and be one of the favorite to match the championship, is going to be asked by some people who say this season does really matter because of oh, the Big Ten in Ohio State, probably the top two titles in the United States. So I know it's you have this um, but overall, the other conferences that have flown so far in five football fall is going to be coming down with the right protocols in place. And the first way the Big Ten will eventually have a fall season, but we'll have to wait and see. And I just also find it interesting how the Pac-12 has really gotten lost in this. We haven't heard anything about the Big about the Pac-12 this season or any plan for the fall, I think, since two weeks ago, or two days last week. I guess it just shows how much we don't care about the Pac-12 in football. Uh, <laughs> really, there's been no pushback. We heard all these other players and coaches from the Big Ten pushing all the one half season. We heard nothing from the Pac-12 that was that. But now the Pac-12 commissioner spoke a few days ago saying how they've been pushing so they could possibly have a season uh, later, possibly spring or something. They're going to try and possibly have it in line with the Big Ten. But I think the Big Ten, particularly Ohio State, is really pushing for that October 10th start because that would only be two weeks later than the SEC with the schedule to start. On September 25th. So it's transition. We're also before we go to break. We've got uh, some Auburn players in NFL. We'll do our little preview. So entering this season, there are 36 former Auburn players in the NFL. 25 of these players are on the active roster. Uh, with eight of them are on the practice squad. Three others are on the IR. The Patriots and Dolphins lead the NFL with four Auburn players each. The Patriots are highlighted obviously by Cam Newton, who beat out fellow Auburn. And Jeff Simmons in the starting quarterback spot. As the Patriots being in New Era with Tom Brady, one of the Buccaneers. And the other Patriots, former Auburn players in the Patriots, are of course starting quarterback Jonathan Jones, along with Brandon King, who was on IR. As for the Dolphins, Noah Igbenagi stands out as the Dolphins drafted him in the first round in this year's draft. Igbenagi has been a standout in training camp for the reporters. It will be the Dolphins starting nickel quarterback entering the season. There's also Shannon Cox, who's going to start at fullback for the Dolphins at the end of the second season. Well, quarterback is Lars Davis. And defensive end Mitchell were recently signed to the Dolphins practice squad. And it is possible the Dolphins might have had a fifth player on the roster as Jordan Martell O'Hara recently worked out for the Dolphins yesterday. So we'll see what happens if he signs the Dolphins or another team in the coming days. So we're going to take a break now, and when we come back, we're going to discuss some other football and preview the upcoming NFL season as well. So listen to the Matthew Hour on WEGL 91.1 FM, and I'm your host, Brendan Walker. Hello, and welcome back to the Matthew Hour. I'm your host and sports doctor, Brendan Walker. I'm going to call it out with Michael in Washington, D.C. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, yeah, nice to have you back on. Yes, I'm excited to see this season. I 
Christians will be much better. Um, the Christians have one of the best defenses in the league. The CJ Watt, and the Tunstack, and the Nick Patrick, they have a lot of interceptions and turnovers, so I expect to be right up there, pushing the Ravens. Third place, I think the Browns, I think they'll be better than last year. There's a lot of drama between. I think Freddie Christians is the best head coach. I think he's the better assistant coach. The team's the fantasy now, and he's a coach there. I think the Browns will be better. Patrick is clean for a wild card spot, but I don't think he's third. And then at fourth, I have the Bengals. I think they'll be competitive this year, and Joe Burrow, he's looking here. They have a lot of weapons in offense, the fourth and Peter, like that, he's taking me. So I think they'll be competitive, but they'll end up in the fourth, and what will be a probably strong debate for North. And the AFC South, I think this is the toughest division to pick in the AFC. It's a three-team race with the Jaguars and Tank Motors for Trevor Lawrence after trading away Dan Sadakwe. I'm waiting for that. I know Gardner Minshew will say otherwise, but there's not much talent on the team, so I think there's the race with Tank and Trevor Lawrence. I could see the Titans addressing similar to how the Jaguars did after making AC Camps a few years ago. Uh, the Texans, of course, have the best quarterback in the division. The Tom Watson is very simply trying to a contract extension. So there's Ross, the Andre Hopkins, the wide receiver. And then Joe Burton, the head coach, is just a very little interesting ride with him. Uh, it's some decision making. He's definitely not the best GM in the world, the way he did that Hopkins trade. Um, but let's see how David Johnson does. Uh, now we're going to do this five the years. We've had the Cardinals, and a lot of injuries. We'll see how they can end up second. And this is the coach, Fred Williams, who's playing his first season as not a charger, but he's reunited with Colt Pickles, Frank Wright, who's had a perfect success with when Wright was the open corner for the Chargers. So overall, I can say all this, and I mentioned how I think the Titans could possibly regret. I still have the Titans as a team to win the AFC South. I think they just will continue that strong running game that they've had in the second half of the year when Ryan Tannehill will be a starter. And Tannehill will continue to capitalize off that play action that he did so well with. And with a strong defense, that the Titans win the AFC South. In the AFC East, this might surprise some people, but I still have the Patriots from the division. I know many people have the Bills winning it, but I will never doubt the Patriots and Bill Belichick as a Dolphins fan. I'll never doubt this team. We both traded on. We still got Cam Newton. I think has a pretty good replacement. And they may lock some weapons up receiver, which we saw last year, and they still have a problem there this year. I think Cam's mobility, as long as he stays healthy, he will have a strong season as he succeeds Tom Brady. And don't forget, they've lost some pieces. They've lost Calvin Miller to Dolphins. There's a few other pieces on the defense, but they're still very strong. They got some McCoy playing. So the Patriots, in the course, defy Gilmore, a cornerback. The Johnson Jones, we mentioned all the way along. They still have a very strong defense. So I have a win division. Now, like I said, the Bills, I think they will play second place. I'm still not fully sold on John Allen. Because it's still John, lots of accuracy. Very mobile, and uses his legs very well. Very mobile, so I have to rely. So, um, just to find Jake, who's being number one receiver, I could see it being possible that Jacksonville's inaccuracy is really annoying to find Jake. You saw Stephon Jake get mad the last two seasons for Cousins. And I would say Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. So, Josh Allen's better, probably the more raw talent. Kirk Cousins is still the right quarterback. I could see if, uh, if Josh Allen's starting to get the ball to Stephon Jake, I could see that could be a problem. But, some of us that Kind of down with the coach of the Bills, who's a fun guy. They have a very good defensive team. I think he had well on the pitch and take a play from the Daniel Alford spot. Now, with the Dolphins and Jets, I think the Dolphins could surprise people. Pushed for a lot of spot, and I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm not surprised. But I think it could surprise people. Brian Forrest, now, 
I still think he's one of the better coaches in the league. I know he can start it up again. But I think he's a good head coach. I know uh, there's very small leaders out there, but I think overall he's a decent quarterback. Got Josh Jacobs at running back. Um, they, they get, you know, 100 runs. In the draft, uh, Darren Waller is one of the better receivers in the league. And uh, I think they could surprise people and uh, pull it out and when we uh, get that last draft card spot in the AFC. So we have a call right now. It is family with a team in Seattle. Seattle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's quite something to look at this time. I can't wait to have another bar. Okay, last time. Thank you for being here, Stanley. You're ready to jump in. You're serious. Let's do it, Stanley. Let's, you know, we'll keep it in the bed zone. Let's hear it. Exactly. Why not? Uh, 
not exactly sure that it will be fine. It's like 20 hours of
want my team, whoever that is, to try to sign on because I just don't think it's being financially the Uh, I know we've had some injuries and stuff. 
I believe they were still somehow sticking out. I think one of the Falcons lands on OT. I think the five lines well in Vikings. Those are some of the teams that think will compete for that last spot for spot. And for those who are calling out, it is Scott and Joe and West Virginia. Guys, let's keep going. Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for having us on. All right, great to have us on. So, you call again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm supposed to be on this all the time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you guys want to start off with any NFL TV talks? Yeah, so, you know, just a job talking about it. It's really important. So, if you're Uh, to, uh, to, 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 
function of the playoffs. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're able to play because mm-hmm. I like their defense. And, and uh, I do think that I think they're they a little bit more defensive in one game. You know, the one thing I think that holds them back is that I don't think you can really put your faith in Cornell, who uh, really like to be even to the young game. Standing in the big room, I don't think they're going to be able to carry the team that we're going to win the best. So, that's right. I, I, I think they're going to have a good regular season, but I don't think they're going to be going to be I would agree with you. I don't think they'll be able to necessarily repeat. You know, I think they're going to be able to do that. I think that was, I think it's been a lot of things like the Pride. I think it's been a lot of things like the Pride. I think it's been a lot of things um, it's just like we talked about the team being ready for in this time. So, like you said, that's now, it's like a job he's found, like, you know, still out. And it's great for the time, too. He kind of, he's such a quarterback that kind of, if he has everything going right for him, a very good offensive line, and side weapons, he'll do very well. But, uh, yeah, exactly. it's a good running game as well. Because when the Dolphins made the playoffs, that one year, Jay Dye was having, like, several 200 conversions in that season. So, Dolphins have a very solid running game as well. But that's going all together. It could be a good, serviceable, bad quarterback. So, like you said, like, the team's self preparing to, you know, stack the box to stop their Henry. That's kind of when it's done. Really, in that offense. But, you know, that being said, yeah, I still have something to do with the vision. It's just a little, I don't know, but it's a tough one. It's kind of a really weird one. It's probably with the 9 and 7 division winner, so I don't think it's perfect. I agree. I actually have a sports meeting with the Wild Card as well. I can see, I can also see them winning the division. So I feel like it's not really a. Yeah, I'm sure it's quite similar. Yeah. 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 I think 
and uh, Carson Wentz, I think we can agree he is the better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, but the injuries involved in the problem. If Carson Wentz goes down, then my leader's pick is going to go down with it. Um, exactly. So, definitely, the Vikings are definitely the probably most safer pick for those reasons I explained. They got a top half for us, and they still have feeling, even though they lost it. So, overall, it's good to think they're well for Spikes. It's great fair to. I think they're going to be right up there for that last spot right spot. I don't think the Vikings are going to win over the Eagles. Uh, I think they're going back to 14 men. The Eagles. I thought about maybe the Rams, but then I was able to win a play last year. Um, I think they'd be a little better, but they just had such a weird start that year. Um, and if they're going to go off, I think the quarterback can really rely on the running game. But the running game's not going. I don't think they're going off the quarterback can connect to the carry team. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're school and all this. 
So uh, we're going to talk about him, but we're going to see if he goes uh, for last year this year with his job, which is uh, the old way thing. I think he's going to be a couple of years old. I think he's going to be a couple of years old. I would expect probably 65, 70 receptions. I'm expecting Daniel Jones to make a jump as well. I think he'll continue to progress. I mean, what I'm talking about Daniel Jones is the turnover from someone. He's just been turning that down. He's just moving up from me. I expect him, I think, that next week he'll continue to improve. We're going to run the top part of the first year. It's going to be Henry Strong Shepard for the top two targets. So I think this brand has the potential to be a very good number two. And he can maybe even continue to progress if he's going to become like a number one. But I think right now he's on progressing to be a very top end uh, number two receiver. I think he'll continue to improve. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets around the top of the this season. Yeah, I'm right there. I think he's a very good number two. Uh, you know, you know, top men about the third one. You know, make a good deal there. Yeah, but like you said, Daniel Jones, a lot of stuff that I've seen. I can't think of the first game. Yeah, 
Obviously, number one child of life is Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Obviously, you got chemistry for a lot of different things, a lot of retirement. So, you got OG Howard there as well, so they're really good fan duo. And then you have a reason to sign one Now, it's not Ronald Jones when you start at first, but it's what happens. But obviously, him and Fournette. Very good running back shot combo. Uh, so, I would have to agree. Uh, it's definitely as good as not better than that first seven Patriots team that won the season until we get back to the Bowl. Because that rain loss, lost us in the top. Yeah, definitely. You know, another thing a lot of people I don't think are talking about enough is Bruce Arians is a really underrated head coach, in my opinion. And uh, he's worked with all the quarterbacks before, with the Carson Palmer in Arizona. And I mean, he kind of revitalized Palmer for a good two or three years, and he made a couple of deep runs in the playoffs with him. So, I, I mean, not, not saying that Carson Palmer wasn't a great quarterback, but I mean, Tom Brady still is the best quarterback of all time. Exactly. I think he's great. I think he's great. It's a really exciting to see what Aaron can do with a quarterback like Brady, who also is kind of similar place that was on the field, so it's not. Not too much Uh, as well. So I think they're in a good spot where 
yeah, everything going together, I think they could definitely do uh, a team to make a run in the end, too. Yeah, no, that's very true. We were only plugging up the side of the ball. Yeah, they have a lot of young promising talent on defense. Um, probably four or five possible football or also caliber players on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the front seven. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of the strength lies on defense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Andrews is a legitimate top five coach in the league. I mean, I think he's one coach of the year two years. I'd like to look at the Colts and one of the finals. Maybe like an Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not too many other coaches that, that can say that. And, I mean, he's done with a sort of fresh team right now. Um, he's kind of reinstating the Colts. They kind of reached the Colts to the Indianapolis Colts.
be, I think, part of most interesting thing is you watch um, seeing how they adapt with quite a new quarterback and so many fire photos and see if they're able to make it work or not. So it's a big challenge for McDaniel and Riley rewriting and have flavors right now, but yeah. Yeah. It should be it should be interesting. It should be interesting. Um, I think the both will be quite cool. The Buccaneers, Patriots. Um, I think I think the both will be quite cool. But even though I have to keep it in the division, I think people will find it as well. I think they'll win it with some class. And I think. But it depends. I wouldn't be surprised if they were great. And the Bucs might have a slow start because, you know, he's just been there saying all COVID coming to the same time and all season work out. I would say that he's got the Patriots and playing with them now. He doesn't have to give him probably three or four games to really get into a rhythm with that offense. I think that each of those two teams got hope for to go at least two and two in that set. But they're hoping to find him to do a quarter of the season as their offense kind of gets into rhythm. Wow. 
Um, Jimmy Butler is a great player. You know, and they have their right pieces around them, whether that be Dan Sabato, Tyler Hero, and company. They have their right pieces around Jimmy Butler, but they're a great team. Uh, yeah, I think it just shows that the Heat are one of the best run organizations in basketball. But since they have like, moved on from the big three, I think that I would think they have no job with bringing in new guys that actually have talent to their team up. They do a better decision than the fact that they stand on the ball. I believe he was an all-star this year. Yeah, I think so. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hill are just consistent with himself. They have like, such defensive liabilities that they can't stay on the floor. I don't know what the answer is. But Pope has been playing better than 
Thank you for listening to the Mackey Hour and the Mackey Hour Overtime Edition. Catch us here next Wednesday from 3 to 5 on WEGL 91.1 FM. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WEGL underscore AU and visit our website, WEGLFM.com. Thank you.